Number 13! We almost just did it again at, at the, the same, same time. time. Wow. And I even bought a lottery ticket. So proud of myself. Yeah, it's it's a lucky day. day. It is a lucky day. I feel like it is. I don't know why it just is. So here we are. Here we are. So excited. We had our coffee cake. A little dinner, if you will, from uh, Papa Joe's. The best fucking pizza. Best pizza ever. I'm like obsessed with it. That's too good. And today's topic is super fun. So mm-hmm. to just kind of like... We're just, we're going to get into it. But I have a question. Yes. So, um, mm-hmm. from like sitting on the couch with your feet up on a Sunday afternoon with a cup of coffee in your hand and your significant other watching your favorite show to a Monday night, 5.30 traffic jam in Toronto, you have to pee and you're 50 minutes late for your mother's mother-in-law's birthday party. Where would you rate your comfort level when it comes to talking about, like, burial, like, burial, cremation? Like, where's your comfort level? I'd say probably right on that couch, like, (laughs) just with my feet up and, like, watching Friends. Like, to me, like, I've always had a really big fascination with, like, how people choose to be buried and, like, how the whole process of, like, what happens to your body physically after you die like I've already I've always had like in my brain that I wanted to do like cremation recently have learned a lot more about how um negatively cremation impacts the environment but it's always kind of been my death plan would be like cremation and and spreading my ashes and I've been very comfortably talked about that since I think since my stepdad died okay so you had a experience that brought you to that exactly I feel like after you lose someone very close to you you kind of realize how fragile your mortality is and like you realize that like it could happen very quickly to any of you like to anybody right well and it will and it will yeah and I think that's really what we learn right when we lose somebody very close to us is how fragile we are and that it, it could happen to us at any time, and it will. Um, you know, we hope sometimes that it's just quick in our sleep or that, you know, we're old and gray and ready to go. But mm-hmm. that's, as we know, not always the case. Yeah, so absolutely. it's it's kind of crazy. So we've got a pretty great spread today. Mm-hmm. I'm super pumped about it. We did a little bit of research, and just as a disclaimer, we are not experts. Not in the least. Not in the least. We are just friends who like to talk about weird, weird shit. shit. And we have a, we, a slight fascination with death, I have to say. I have to say. And I feel like I'm also sitting with you on the couch, and we're together watching Friends. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I My experience um, was a bit more... Um, I would say it was equally as close to me. I was um, raised also by my uh, great-grandma, actually. So my mom was a single parent, and my great-grandma and I spent a lot of time together. So although most people having their great-grandma die seems really like, okay, yep, that's the process of life. I agree, because she was old. However, we were like besties. So she was pretty close to me, and I remember when I was 18, I asked my mom on the way to the burial, like, where's Nana riding? And my uncle was like, oh, if we know Nana, she's riding shotgun. And I think that there was this big, like, lack of communication, you know, like that funeral home director who's driving her out to be buried in a cemetery, her Mm -hmm. ashes, could have said, like, hey, kids, because I was the oldest kid there. She had two younger grandkids. Um, Could have said, like, hey, do you want to hold on to them in the car? Do you want to, because he was going there to bury them for us, Mm -hmm. um, with us, and to do a little bit of a ceremony. Um... But there's no reason for that. Like, so I think that after that, I'm like, I had a lot of questions about it. Yeah. And I remember actually at that um, little burial we had, my cousin, who at the time, oh my gosh, he was probably, he was 10, actually, I can tell you exactly, he was 10. Mm -hmm. He was crying on the way to the um, burial site, and we were like, oh, and he wasn't nearly as close with her as I was. And we're like, what's up, buddy? Like, you you knew, you know, Nana was going to die, and... And, you know, it's okay to cry, but, you know, he seemed really, like, anxious. Like, there was something going on in his little mind. And he's like, I just don't want to watch her burn. And we were like, oh. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, and we were like, oh, no, no, that's not what happens. But you said she was on fire. (laughs) So, you know, I'm like... 
so I think ever since then I was like, why is this such a secret? Like, why don't we talk about it? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like when we're talking about, you know, obviously all of our sex um, episodes, like, why aren't we talking about this? Yeah. Like, why do we create such anxiety? So we're here to talk about it. Yep. We're bringing it up. So, Em, do you want to talk a little bit about, you did a whole bunch of research on cremation. I did, yeah. So basically the, um, oh Lord, here goes my brain. The basis of our episode today is the facts around like cremation versus green burials versus like a traditional bury you in the ground, tombstone, that type of thing, right? We know there's lots of different options when it comes to like how people want to um, have their end of life plan and whatnot, that that's not your only three options, but at the same time. That's what we're talking about That's today. what we're going for. Like we know that there's, you know, all these like fun things we've seen, like little pods that go into the ocean and like yeah. all these great things. And we'll dive into later. Yeah. Like we'll get into that. And if anyone listening knows more about these subjects than we do, reach out. We would love to hear from you. Please. And um, so this is just our take on it. Yeah. Exactly. This is from what the little bit of research that we have done and on also like life experience too. Yeah, right? for sure. So yeah, so we got our three topics. So we're talking about cremation. Um, so from what I have done my research on, I w- looked more or less at like the statistics um, and then the kind of like trends behind like cremation versus like a traditional bury your body in a casket in the ground type thing. So um First off, I went to statista.ca and I was like, okay, like, Canadian cremation stats. What are they? How have they grown? What not, right? So basically, according to statista.ca, the Canadian cremation rate stood at 73.1% in 2019. So that's pretty freaking high, I'd say. Um, and the figure for is forecasted to grow to 77.6% by 2024. Whoa crazy right so and that is that because of the cost well I that's a part of it basically so from what I can see and I'm going to kind of go into this a little bit deeper like there are a couple different factors when it comes to people choosing cremation over a traditional burial cost is definitely a huge one of them another one is like weakening religious ties because oh. like a traditional burial and traditional funerals and whatnot are like super costly a but b like they are so heavily like surrounded by faith and a lot of people are not really religious and not really like not like I was gonna say not faithful but not practicing yeah not practicing like a variety of faith right so like in the long run it doesn't necessarily make sense to have like a full-on funeral burial because why would you if you don't go to church and you don't like participate in that type of lifestyle Right. It just doesn't necessarily make sense, right? So with the cremation, though, so basically um, I kind of taken a look at, like, cremation rates in Canada and cremation rates in the U.S., and it turns out that there are more cremations that happen on average in Canada than there are in the U.S. So our rate, again, was in 2019 was 73.1% was the average cremation rate, but in America for the same year it was 54.6%. Oh. So there's lots of traditional funerals, traditional burials and whatnot still happening in America. And I have to think it's because there's a lot of states in which that religion is so actively practiced in. Right. That's true. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then I went up to CBC and they basically said that, like, they link the weakening religious ties in, like, normal society right now to the increase in cremation rates. But also... Um, that was a flip of the page. That was a bit enough. Getting it. was it. a flip of the page. Saps, very sassy. 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 Um, okay. So basically, um, cremation on average is generally pretty cheap in in relation to like an actual burial. Um, according to In Memory, the database suggests that the average cost of a burial is between $5,000 to $15,000, depending on your casket, your funeral, like, that you choose to have, like, say, like, there's, because my family is very Catholic, um, so a traditional funeral in a Catholic family lasts three days, so, like, you have two days of viewings, basically, and uh, being a person that has to be on the receiving, not, what, what is, is that the receiving line? Yeah. I guess. I feel like it's called that. 
it's awful. Like, you're sitting there and people will come up and, like, shake your hand. You don't know these people and they're, like, touching you. I mean, maybe not with COVID now. <laughs> That'll never happen again. Yeah, maybe. That'll be the best part about COVID. <laughs> probably. <laughs> like, for grieving people not to have to touch a half million people being like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, who are you, Diane? Like, hello. <laughs> um, I don't know you, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so there's... Yeah, so it's, it's just this long, drawn-out process, right? Like, so you have the first two days where you're kind of receiving, you're, like, talking to people, and, like, people are coming through and giving their condolences and blah, blah, blah. And then the last day is when they have the, like, traditional, like, actual funeral where, like, the priest comes in, says his piece, whatnot, and then you head to the burial ground, and then you basically surround the body as it goes into the ground, and then bada-boom, bada-bing, there you go. Um, she done. She done. Um, so crazy expensive but i think that on the fifteen thousand dollar like end that's when it takes into account like your casket your tombstone mm-hmm. which i mean the bigger the tombstone the bigger the price you know mm-hmm. um because they're stupidly expensive and then um, there's those walls you can be put into oh yeah no, that's if you're cremated. uh that's if you're cremated we're gonna right. get into that so okay. um a cremation on the other hand um can cost you an average of six hundred dollars to $5,000, which is actually a pretty big jump. But basically, in a lot of provinces, they have like a very simple cremation plan where if you say you die at a hospital and or even at a hospital that has like a morgue or cremation services and whatnot kind of included, if that's a thing, I don't know. <laughs> I, I signed up for that on all hands. But I mean, like a very simple kind of like go straight to the cremation center, get cremated. Um, is around like the six seven hundred dollar mark where um on the two thousand dollar end is where like say if you die in like a hospice or you die somewhere and you have to be transported to the cremation service and this that and the other thing so for a very basic cremation can cost anywhere between six hundred to two thousand dollars it isn't until you start to get into visitation rights and like seeing your loved one and whatnot and having the family kind of gather together and view the body before it gets like cremated that's where you start to get into like a little bit more costs and whatnot because once you start embalming the body and whatnot and basically after the body's been embalmed it gives you more time to kind of choose exactly what you want to do because i'm sure lots of families have no freaking idea what they want to do with their well they get more time with the body exactly so like it gives you more time for the family to kind of gather to like do the um like a celebration of life or like a funeral or whatnot and kind of get that all together um so on when it starts to get into that range that's when you start to get around the forty five hundred dollar mark to about like six thousand dollars okay based off of the research that i've done the most expensive is around like the six seven hundred dollar mark in my personal experience six seven hundred six seven thousand sorry i was gonna say like no six seven thousand dollar mark and i literally just got off the phone the phone with my mom hi mom um and we were talking about my, when my stepdad passed away, and we had the traditional three-day Catholic service and whatnot. Um, and with that, basically, she paid for his entire funeral, and it cost $9,000. And in that, that included his embalming, the three-day visitation, the um, cremation service, um, the priest coming in and doing, like, the little... Uh, Funeral service thing, whatever (laughs) priest thing. I can only, sorry, I had a blank because literally the priest that was at his funeral came out of the bathroom, like, literally went to take a shit right before he gave, like, a, um, the service, and he came out of the fucking bathroom, and he had his robe tucked into the back of his, his pants. And then he comes up and he's (laughs) and then the pay, like, the, the choir boy or altar boy or whatever literally had to come up behind him tug it out of the back of his pants and then went and sat back down. And just judged him and a little bit. And just judged him a little bit. And then he's like, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> like, so, so that's where my brain went. Um, <laughs> Classic. Classic. Yeah. I love that. Happens. Um, yeah, so, and that was through the local funeral home that was in my, my hometown, right? So what she didn't have to pay for was a casket well she did so she would paid for a casket yeah but just a rental yes so that's less yes that's because you didn't take it with you it was the rental cost it was 
Yeah. And how many years ago was this? This was 11 years ago. So that is a long time ago yes. in the world of funeral industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know rates. the inflation rates are outrageous. Yep. So I'm assuming that what his funeral wouldn't cost back in 2009 at $9,000 would probably go from around thirteen dollars to $15,000 now. Oh, absolutely. Easily. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting too what you were talking about a little bit about the cremation service. So in my experience uh, working in the industry, I think what you were referring to is called a transfer service. Thank you. So, yes. the tra- yes. so the transfer service is the absolute basic minimum to take the body from the hospital, hospice, home, wherever you dropped dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they take it to a facility and all they do is cremate. So then the person would come and pick up the ashes and that's all you get. Mm-hmm. The other thing you get with a funeral home, so if you go through a funeral home as opposed to a transfer agency yep. is um, the funeral home will actually help you with like Canada pension, yeah. getting all of your affairs in order, who do you need to call, they'll give you lists, whereas the transfer service literally is a van that comes and picks you up, mm-hmm. takes you, you're cremated, and you're handed a baggie. Yep. You do not get a fancy urn. You don't even get that option most of the time. They literally are just handing you the little dust and you're off on your way. They don't help you plan the celebration of life. They don't help you contact anyone. They don't help you do anything. Mm -hmm. So that's why it can sometimes be as low as $700 to $1,000. And those services, you have to be so invested in doing all the work on your own. So Mm -hmm. you need to have the time and resources. If you're a full-time working person trying to deal with this, or if you have kids, or if you're grieving, oh yeah, which is even worse. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a discrepancy because as much as I believe in the value of a funeral home to go and help you do these things, they kind of like bend you over like a little bit yeah and there's no lube involved no like they're really fucking you whereas the other guys like black and white here's what you get mm-hmm. you get nothing more i don't help you with anything yeah good luck bon chance on your way yeah that's all you get and i think they're a little bit more transparent about what little they offer yes now again the funeral home you tend to get a lot more caring people they're very lovely um but they kind of don't explain always and i'm yes. not trying to generalize because i know there's probably great funeral guys that are like oh absolutely break down the prices for you yes but I think in in general they kind of take advantage of the morning person which is a little bit shitty it is a little bit shitty to be completely honest it is it is and I feel like and I mean maybe this is an like a a uneducated opinion but I mean based off on average like just from like I mean I am like I work in a jewelry store so like and we offer like the little um ash holder things right right jewelry sorry hello um, and on <laughs> ash holder jewelry, <laughs> ash holder jewelry. Thank you. Yeah. And on average, the we charge like in like sterling silver or like um, stainless steel. Like on average, the necklace with the chain, whatever, costs you anywhere from like sixty dollars to up to I want to say like a hundred and fifty. Okay. Whereas I've heard had a lot of customers come in and be like their jaw drop because they're like literally I got this stainless steel like little tiny um, pendant with a chain and it cost me like $200 or whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just cause it's it has... taking advantage, right? So and yeah, I, th- I yeah. think in a lot of ways, grieving people are taken advantage of because that's where a lot of the profit for that industry comes in. Absolutely, right? 100%. So, but speaking of profit in the industry, so I kind of did, uh, when I was doing a little bit more in like research on cremations, I kind of took a look at the Canadian Cremation and Burial Services, which is a division of the Canadian Cremation Services Limited, which is in Stony Creek, Ontario. And they kind of broke down a simple cremation service package. So with HST included, the whole package cost $2,226.35. So um, to break it down kind of like price for price for price, um, they give you a little like rundown with their professional and staff serv- uh, services. So um, it's a consultation with a licensed personnel, including but not, lim- not limited to expert advice on options to meet your needs. That's $415. Um, yeah. Just to have a conversation. Just, to have a Just call M&D. <laughs> yeah. We got you. We got you. Um, $100. See? Screaming deal. Um, documentation, so it's a complete completion and filing of all documents necessary to carry out the services and supplies requested, including, but not limited to, death registration, burial permit, and coroner's certificate for cremation. Um, provision of 10 proofs of death, so basically like your death certificate. Because you'll um, need them to cancel your to cancel phone bill, your inter... Oh god, it's awful. It's a pain in the fucking ass, to be honest. It's terrible. So for that documentation, it costs $190. Transfer to the place of death, and they have in little asterisks, using an unmarked van. 
because that's important. I well, because a lot of places aren't using um, like a, a an a hearse. A hearse anymore. Ah, okay. Right. So Makes they're sense. using like a, like it looks just like a van. So people don't know you did. They don't know. They don't know you did. It just looks like a pedo van. So anyway, um, <laughs> it's like so, a little Dodge Chrysler thingy. Ah, okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so the transfer to place of, from place of death is two hundred dollars. Um, facilities for shelter. So the facilities used to prepare and shelter the body. That's $125. That's your rent. That's your rent, basically. <laughs> Basic preparation of the remains. So the placement of the body into the cremation um, container. That's $100. Documentation vehicle. Provide vehicle for staff using documentation process. So literally the gas for them to get to their little office, to like your town hall, and back again, is $85. <laughs> Transfer to cemetery slash crematorium, again, using an unmarked bin, <laughs> that's $165. That's for your privacy. That's for your privacy. <laughs> so total cost of the above services is $1,280. So they include with this whole package an Eternite 101, which consists of a wood tray with a cardboard cover, no interior, in a buff color, basically what your ashes come back to you in. It's $120. HST on above services and casket is $182. Um, and then they've got a couple little other little hullabaloo. Basically, it says all transfers are within a 50-kilometer radius. Additional mileage of fees may apply beyond 50-kilometer rate at $1.50 per kilometer charge one way. AKA, I was just going to say, <laughs> AKA, I go to visit my mom who lives like three hours south of here. If I croak... Sucks to be mom. Yeah, exactly. She better find a closer funeral home to her. <laughs> or she better be coming up here or something. Is like, she gonna cool. put my body in the car? And yeah. Just transfer me up here. Strap <laughs> you in a sheet or something. Yeah. You're fine. Put me in the trunk. She was praying to us. The police pull over. They think it's a murder crime. Murder scene. Uh, no, oh, just man. my dead daughter. It's no, fine. just my dead child. That's fine. So, Whatever. Yeah. So again, basically, just for the basic, and that does, this doesn't even include like a visitation. This doesn't include... A celebration of life. A celebration of life. Nothing. Nah. $2,226. Jesus, take the wheel. Take them. It's expensive to die. It's real expensive to die. So, yeah. Yeah. Because once you add in the visitation services and whatnot, from what I can see, like, just for the embalming and whatnot, costs around, I think, four grand. Yeah, like, to do so. the full funeral. With so you don't have to have, for a viewing, you don't have to be embalmed, but then it needs to be ASAP Rocky. Yes. Ain't literally. no time for your aunt to come from Calgary. Like, you got to do it ASAP yeah. because the body starts to decompose. That was another thing, basically. So the, with the, the first, like, a cremation versus, like, a uh, food, like a traditional, like, burial. Because, basically, if you're going to be buried in the ground, you have legit a week from the time you die until the time that you're supposed to be put in the ground before your body starts to completely degrade and it just is nasty. Well, it's, it's uh, and I've, I've talked to funeral home directors because I've had, you know, my clients in the past ask this question. And the question really is, how long do I have without what? And I think people are more worried about, like, facial things happening yeah. or skin. It's the smell, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be nice. No. And the funeral home, like, the room that they keep them in is very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if people want to keep their loved ones home longer physically in the home, you can get ice packs and, put, and turn the temperature of the room down really, really low and put ice packs around them. Mm-hmm. But, like, this ain't a slab of meat. Yeah, no. She, she hefty. Yeah. And actually, like, I've read books on this, too. I've, I've just, I've kind of studied this. It's very interesting. If you are, like, a large person or mm-hmm. if you have a big, <gasps> fat body mass, yeah. no, it, you degrade a lot faster. It decomposes a lot faster. So if you're, like, this tiny little old lady and you're 80 years old and you're 70 pounds soaking wet, you're not actually going to decompose necessarily that quickly. Now, if you're super old and you were going out or going out for the last year you will but it depends on a lot of things mm-hmm. so if you were a really let's say a young fit 20 year old died suddenly and you were you had a very like small um bmi like you were very fit you didn't have a lot of body fat you're maybe short little you're not going to decompose as quickly as the 60 year old person who is 500 pounds and um is in the hot, hot heat sun and has been sick for a year. Mm-hmm. So it just depends, right? So it's okay. a really hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. I know that people have asked me that a lot in the past. And it's it's fascinating because it's like almost like, well, let me just look at your person. Ah, he chubby. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend past the week. <laughs> <laughs> and 
the expiration <laughs> date's coming due. Yeah, really. Like, this meat gonna expire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, it, it's really, really interesting. You have to kind of work quick. So, if you're not going to get bomb, which is a big expense, so mm-hmm. you probably don't want to unless you're rich. Yeah, and the, or unless you can afford to. Or unless you, it's really important to you as a family. Right, to because have you've got visitation. great uncle Jimmy coming from Israel. Yeah. Okay, then fine. Needs to see you. Needs to see you. Yeah, and for some people, and I think certain religions and backgrounds that is really important mm-hmm. to provide some closure so if you're lucky enough to have that opportunity because we know sometimes with you know tragic accidents and things like that there can't always be an opportunity for mm-hmm. a viewing um, but if you are lucky enough to get that and you want that it's pretty common yeah. like they'll Absolutely. embalm the body so that you can see it yes yeah, so yeah, that way you can have some time device. right yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure and it Back up to our episode on embalming. It's kind of like the human taxidermy. Mm-hmm. But what, what episode's that? Like three, four? Like four. Somewhere, I think somewhere at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. It's just all of our other inner workings. Of it the is. And then like, exactly. The little inner workings of our brain. Yes, for sure. And as another point with um, cremation, I looked into col. I, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this word. It's called a lum- columbarium. So, or a columbarium, I guess, or if I'm butchering this word, please, like, DM me or something and correct me, because I would love to know what I'm doing wrong. Um, so this is, from what I've, like, learned, it's a room or a building with niches for, um, like, ashes and whatnot to be stored. So, you know those, like, kind of stone buildings that you see They in... look like they're little drawers. Yeah, but, like, they're, like, the, if you're in the food, like, the, um, cemetery... And you see those little, like, kind of, it looks like a little, like, stone house or, like, a little stone, like, walled room or whatever, just in the middle of whatever. Typically, that's where that particular cemetery will store their people who have been cremated. So you have, like, a little drawer, basically, where your ashes go in from your urn into the drawer, into the wall. You have a plaque on the wall. That costs $6,000. For like a little, I don't even know, it has to be like maybe like a one and a half foot by one and a half foot kind of just drawer where you spend the rest of eternity. So here's my thing, okay? I've got an inner working as you're talking. Mm -hmm. You say this is where we're spending the rest of eternity, which is true, our body, you know, if you're you're Mm -hmm. spiritual, Mm -hmm. you got other places to go. Mm -hmm. But your body eternally, is. this is what it is. Yes. So my question is, and I, I, unless you're famous or something. Yeah. In a hundred years from now, you, no one here will know you existed. Yep. Or will have loved you. Yes. So there's no one currently on earth that's coming to visit you. Yeah. That's going in that creepy little building and being right. like, mm, where's Aunt Mary? Like, right. Great Aunt Mary we never met who died 80 years ago. Yeah. So my my curiosity is how, in some ways, this is not conducive to, A, the environment, because mm-hmm. it's just a big old hunk of concrete mm-hmm. sitting there, but also, like, a waste of space. It's not a good use of space. Absolutely. But do you want to know a big reason why people are still doing that? Putting their ashes in the wall in like a consecrated ground? No. I did a little bit more research. Oh, tell me. So, um, basically cremation was not allowed by the Catholic Church until the the 1960s. Oh. And in 2016, the Vatican said that cremated remains were not to be scattered and not to be kept at home. That they had to be... In church-approved, sacred, consecrated ground. So a lot of people that I guess are opting towards cremation, if you are super religious or super Catholic, I should say, the only suitable place for your ashes to go is in consecrated ground. I had no idea. Yeah, at a cemetery. So either you're being like buried in one of the little like spaces that cemeteries have specifically for cremated like um cremated ashes or urns or you're going in a drawer in the wall or wow. in, the, in the it's not in the wall yeah in well, the wall in the wall in the wall yeah. on the ground the holy ground yeah <laughs> of the vatican of the man the yeah <laughs> well i mean i good ground i don't know pretty bougie to have your cre- your cremated ashes go in the ground at the vatican yeah that would be you better Something be special. like the Pope's third cousin, twice removed, or something like that. <laughs> Even that, yeah, probably not. Good probably enough. not. Not famous enough. Anyway, wow. But yeah, I found as I was doing more. There's a lot of Catholics out there, so there I'm not surprised. Still is. Yeah. Yep. 
So that's probably like those 70% of people being cremated. Yeah, they're like, hey, well, I guess I'm going in a wall. Like, yeah, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I do agree with you when you say like, hey, like why, like why though? Like why would you choose to be put in or like even to be buried with a tombstone and whatnot? Because again, like in a hundred years, anybody that has known you and loved you is not coming to visit you anymore. And then you become one of those, like, you're, like, those... In the way. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Literally in the way. Get out the way. We got fresh blood coming through. <laughs> well, dried blood. We well, got yeah. fresh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pruny blood. Pruny blood. <laughs> but, I mean, I, like, and I think of those, like, old tombstones from, like, the late 1800s that you see at, like, the very front of the cemetery oh, that yeah. have been there for, like, They're taking up ever. real estate. But they paid for it. They paid probably, like, $200 back in the day. But to me, it's just sad because it's, like, nobody comes to these plots anymore. Like, nobody is, like, remembering or recognizing this person who had a full life in the ground anymore. There's nobody coming to visit you. Right now. So, it's to me, it's pretty sad. But at the same time, I'm like, I would never want that to be me. Like, right. Again, I would rather be a memory than a destination. So. Absolutely. And so, I did find it really interesting about... Um, the burial. So about mm-hmm. seven, or what was it? So seventy-one percent of people. Seventy-one point three percent of Canadians are opting to be cremated. Okay, so for the folks who don't want to be cremated, mm-hmm. there's a there's kind of a cool a cool thing you can do. You've got different options. You've got options. So you, you don't you don't want to be cremated. That's well, okay. That's you, fine. You want to go in the ground. Mm-hmm. I you are able to Google <laughs> how to build your own casket, and that would probably save you a pretty penny. Get me that paper. <laughs> Let me tell you how much it saves you. Okay. Approximately, to build your own casket is about a with all of the supplies, the rope, the inner workings of it. Mm-hmm. So pillows, linens, all of that would be about one hundred and fifty dollars to three hundred dollars Canadian. That's insane. Okay, but that's given it's that very you have plain. Like hammers and whatever. At home. Well, you have to be a little handy. I'm not going to lie. I looked it up and I was like, I def could not do that. But like my stepdad could, so like yeah. I could do that. Now, I, so then, I'll talk a little bit about that. So, building your own casket. The other thing I learned is I, I, interchange, I interchange casket and coffin. Yes. And I never knew the difference. Mm-hmm. Let me fucking tell you the difference. Let's get into it. So, like, a coffin, just picture, like, Dracula. Like, <laughs> like, yes. Yes. So, actually, a coffin has six sides. Okay. So six walls. So the way that it works is a casket is a rectangle with six sides and four walls. A coffin is eight sides with six side walls and a top and bottom. Okay. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes. Right? Okay. So it kind of like goes down. It has like this funny shape at the top. It's like, an, so, like a, the top of an octagon. Basically. Yes. Yes. So like you can still choose what you want. Mm-hmm. When you're making your own, there's two different options. So you mm-hmm. can choose to make a casket or a coffin. Okay. We could go into it on a whole other episode as to why we changed to a more coffin structure. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Sorry, more casket structure. I'm not sure because they're a bit bulkier. Okay. Essentially, the coffin is is more, I guess, shaped to your body because the upper half of you is bigger and then it just fits your legs. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yes. I always thought the difference between a casket and a coffin was the coffin had like all the padding and the beautiful work like that's on the outside with like the handles for like the pallbearers and whatnot. And it's this kind of like, it's an experience. Whereas I thought a casket was literally just like a box with a lid. Yeah, That's interesting. It. No, I think that Is both of them can be very intricate. Like from okay. the from what I kind of researched, both of them can be very um, have like the pillows and the satiny little sheets on mm-hmm. the inside and, like and everything. Fancy. Yes, they can both be very fancy. So if you want to build your own, it's really going to be a pine box. So all of the kind of sites would suggest making it out of pine. It's a little bit more environmentally friendly. Okay. Now, when you're getting one from a funeral home or another provider, you're looking at the varnish that's on it, all yeah. of the little metal workings, which are very beautiful, but it's probably, at least for me, a millennial, <coughs> the most expensive furniture I'll ever own. Yes. I don't own expensive things. No. <laughs> so this would be the most expensive furniture I'd ever own. Now, I can do $150 to $300. Hell yeah. The biggest thing I would struggle with is a place to store it. <laughs> What are you gonna do? I'm short, so like I'm like five three. So I mean, it's not gonna be tall. No, but at the same but, time, but like I'm chunky. It's gonna be wide. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? 
I'm going to take up some prime real estate. So, like, I'd have to get a shed just for my Yeah, or, like, a storage unit, I guess. a storage unit. But could you imagine paying for a storage unit for your whole life and being like, oh, what's in your storage unit? Oh, just my casket. But also, I just paid for a storage unit, and I'm not going to die maybe for another 60 years, and then I've, I could have just bought a brand new one. I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, anyways. So, but the cool thing is, is that you can bedazzle the shit out of it. Like, you get your bedazzler, you get your paint out, your you get your sparkles. Like, come like, on. Just get like, it. Like, M gave me, like, the cutest gift the other day, and it was, like, all hot glue gunned and, like, put together. And I was like, I'm keeping this for life. I would put that on my, my casket. Oh. I would. I would, like, hot glue the shit to it. I'd, like, staple it. Like, That's really cute. cute. <laughs> I love and that. I'd find, like, a little bunny fabric to put on the inside. It'd be adorable. Yeah. So, and not bunny fur fabric, just to no, clarify. Okay. Like, little. Peter, don't come after us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like sculpting rabbits to like put it on the inside. No, I, like you know something with a little bunny print. It. Bunny print. Thank you, fabric. So, anyways, it's very so even with the rope handles and everything. So about 150 to 300 dollars. Now, that's not accessible for people who maybe already have a life limiting illness and they're mm-hmm. really sick or they're dying and they're like, "Bitch, I'm too tired. <laughs> I'm not building my own. Not doing this." I want to like pick out my own yeah so I think again where most people fall into that like grief trap is that they would go to the uh, funeral home and they would pick one out out of the showcase yeah that can range anywhere and interestingly enough could not find an actual funeral home and I went to lots of them that actually broke down the price for you they want you to call interesting call here for pricing call here for pricing I'm like bitches bitches because <laughs> you all don't want people like to actually know ahead of time right well and then you're gonna call them and somehow they're gonna weasel you in and be like you never know you could die deal, tomorrow right yeah <laughs> be like oh this is such a good deal like, <laughs> it's like little auctioneer <laughs> i know like, not handle it i don't know You just bought like a fifteen thousand dollar like pink fabric silk cotton something Swarovski crystal like <laughs> right, exactly crazy coffin. So what? So they range really anywhere. Like you know, from kind of our talking to our family members, about five thousand to ten thousand dollars. Like she pricey, she real pricey. She real pricey. However, if you've got time, you got time. You can go to Costco. And my research would suggest that that is the cheapest casket you can get. Okay. So the cheapest one at Costco, and I think this is American, is $999. Now, you could get that shipped to Canada, and all of these places offer free shipping for caskets. Tell me that. Again, where do I put it? I I don't know. Like, I I can't imagine being, like, ready to die. Like, I'm on my last, like, you know, I'm very end of life, spending time with family. Ding dong. (laughs) Yeah. Look what's at the door. Oh, there's our casket. There's the casket. But also, I'm wondering, especially with COVID right now, because, you know, shipping's a bitch. Right? Say somebody dies and you're like, "Mm, I need a casket. We're going to Costco.com. How the long? How long? How the long? I was going to say, how the fuck? But, like, my brain stopped. How long is it going to take for that ca- the casket to come from Costco? Probably too long. It's Christmas. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, it's going to be too long. You're rot. You're nasty by the time you, it gets nasty. there. You're so. nasty. It didn't fit in the freezer. This isn't like Santa Clarita diet. Yeah. Like, on Netflix where she just, like, stuffs them in the freezer. <laughs> it's not like that. Nope. That's when, like, CSI bitches come after you. So, anyways, but any- if you really, like, knew you were going to die, like, in the next year or something, you had a, you know... A- prognosis of a year or less I guess you could order it off of Costco yeah you can also get them at Walmart they actually probably have a bit of a bigger selection oh really the cheapest one I came across was $1,109 still not terrible from my pretty quick little research grab so still not bad a lot cheaper than a funeral home and actually you can even get them off of Etsy for a little bit more than Walmart and Costco and you can get like pink saffron like these like fancy like Bougie. They're they're like um, almost like a pearl opalescent color. Um, you can get a whole bunch of different ones. So again, you could order um, Etsy and Pinterest. Um, they have makers, people who make them, special design. Mm-hmm. So again, if you have a bit more time, you don't have to rush about it. And the most expensive piece of furniture the millennial will own will be a lot better. Yeah. 
Like, you know, like it'll be something I thought about. Like I like I like I thought about this. Like this is what I want. Very intentional. Very intentional. And I like that. Um, I also came across um, some urns. So something that really bothers me is that you go to the funeral home, you get your ashes, <clears throat> and they kind of offer you the price list of urns. When in fact, you can just say, just give me the ashes, and they'll mm -hmm. give them to you in basically a Ziploc bag. Pretty much. Yep. Again, if you're not a very big person, it's not a lot of ashes. If you're like a super tall, bony person, you're just like a big guy, you're like six foot five, it's gonna be a lot more because your ashes are really just bones. Mm -hmm. So it's not your flesh. So depending on like your body mass, so if you're like a, a bigger, like fat person, yep. it doesn't mean you're gonna have more ashes. Yes. It's more about your bone mass, like how mm -hmm. big you are. So you're really not getting, for most people, especially older people, they've shrunk down a little bit, their bones are a bit concentrated. It's not a it's not a lot of ashes. And so really you could go to like HomeSense and get a vase or get like an, an urn type style mm -hmm. and it's like $29.99. You go to a funeral home, they're going to charge you anywhere from $200 to probably $1,000 for oh. an urn. You can go to Walmart <laughs> and get even a dog urn for as low as $74.95 for a small dog. Yeah. Okay. And it's actually really cute. It's like, yeah. yeah. The urns at Costco uh, start at about $199. Mm -hmm. So that's not bad. So $200 at Costco. An urn at Walmart was really cheap. They had this really nice like silver one, just really plain silver for $59.87. And they had sets of four. So I know Catholic people, um, indigenous uh, folks don't um, believe in separating the ashes, but I do know lots of people um, do practice that if they're not um, religious. They will separate the ashes. So you can actually get a set of small, four small urns for $45.88. And I was showing M before we started, but they had a really beautiful wood uh, memorial photo kind of one and you could get like a picture you could put a picture in it or they have like one with an engraved tree on it for only $69 so like if you're on a budget like that's the way to go especially mm -hmm. if you're keeping it and you want to invest so I think that that's kind of um I think that's really the way to go and I think if you have time to think about it aka you're not dead yep you've got time I got time you got time I do yeah like Frank's got time yeah <laughs> We can make yeah. a death plan. We can make death plans, right? We can make plans for this and we don't have to leave our family in limbo and panicking because they're grieving and they go mm. to the funeral home and spend all this money. And like, what the fuck do I do? And I'm person? not against funeral homes. In fact, I, I often think about doing, working in the funeral industry. Mm. Um, but it really is a business. And yes. just like anything else is a business and they have to make money. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I feel bad for them. They do a really great job at a terrible, terrible thing that happens yes. to people. And I think that... They probably deserve all the money they make because <laughs> like that's shit. That's straight up it's shit. It's a hard job. It's a really hard job. And you know, I think there are funeral directors out there. I know one in the town I live in right now who is super honest and mm -hmm. very much like he actually, he was the one that told me I never sell our urns to people. I tell them to go to HomeSense. Wow. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah, like, that's really nice. <laughs> that's actually. really nice. I'm going to go to winners. I prefer winners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, HomeSense winners, same thing, but like, you know, winners. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I know they exist. Those people exist, mm -hmm. but I think that they're more far and few between. Yes. So, so those are kind of, so that's cremation and burial. Yeah. Um, that's caskets, urns, coffins. Mm -hmm. Now we just want to quickly kind of go over something that we will talk more about because yes. this is the coolest shit. And this is something that I'm also, like, I mean, I had said to you that I wanted to do a cremation. That was always my death plan. But seeing this new topic that you're going to bring up in a minute, I changed my mind. Yeah, it's very cool. So what I've kind of learned in my um, education and just from my, my own interests and research is that the medicalization of death happened in the 30s. So a hundred years ago, basically. Um, and that's when everything started to become very complicated. That's when we started um, embalming bodies. That's when we started making it about money. Before that, we literally threw a body into a shroud, into the ground. You put dirt on top. And you're dead. You died. Ashes to ashes, dirt. dust to dust. It's like the famous Anglican prayer. Um, and I think that that really was just how you did it. It just mm -hmm. rolled you into the ground. There's really no religion that like says that's not appropriate. There's yeah. no background. There's no, you know group of people that are like, I'm so offended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're just back in the ground where you came from. Mm -hmm. 
So something that is, and it's shocking to me that it took a hundred years to come back around to the original Neanderthal way of doing things, yeah. which is just putting your body back in the ground. And this, my friends, is called green burial. <laughs> green burial. Sponsor us. Just kidding. That's not a thing. <laughs> I'm going to be like, cremation, sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> so a green burial in Ontario. There are two uh, certified sites that you can find. So sites to be buried. Mm-hmm. One of them is in Niagara Falls, and it was only founded in 2017. So oh, that is super a new recent. one. Yeah, so that's a super new one, and it's called Willow's Rest, Niagara Falls, Ontario. The other one is called Glenwood Cemetery, which is in Picton, Ontario. Huh. I've never been to Picton. Me either. But I almost want to go because they actually, on their website, have death records of all the people that have been buried there. Mm-hmm. Because the unique thing about green burials is basically you do end up getting buried person on top of person on top of person. Well, because you, you decompose. Right, you decompose pretty quickly, actually. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, obviously they're giving it some time. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not like it's this not like weekend it's week. Sammy, the next weekend it's Rebecca. <laughs> like, it's not like that. So, um, but they have the Glenwood Cemetery, um, Again, I don't know if this is in their green burial section, but they actually have um, death records on file, and I saw some as far back as 1888. Holy shit. Yeah, of infants and young people. Of course, when you're going back that far, the people are dying, like, the ages were, like, 46, 30, 24, infant, child, like, really, really young, which was more common back then, right? Um, and then some more recent ones, 94, I saw one of a 103-year-old that died and Damn. is buried there. So really, really fascinating. I really don't know a lot about it. I'm not giving it any justice. I could do a crap ton more research, but I just want to give kind of the, the like overview, general. the general yeah. overview. So the kind of like criteria, if you will, for being put into a green burial site, mm-hmm. so being buried there, is that there's no embalming. Okay. So embalming is formaldehyde and a bunch of other really shitty chemicals for the environment. Yeah. So putting it into the earth, you're literally just injecting man-made chemicals into the earth. Yeah. So that's a big no-no. Um, it is a direct earth burial. So I know that um, some places talk about a shroud. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other places that literally you're naked, you go right in the ground. Mm-hmm. You won't know. I have to say to like the kids and stuff I work with, I'm like, dead people don't know they're dead. Yeah. Like the body doesn't know. So yeah. it's okay. Because like, sometimes yeah. when I talk about it, I feel like people are like, hey. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> they can't feel it. <laughs> they gone. Um, so there's no um, direct um, more memorialization. So no okay. tombstone. So you're not going to get a piece of concrete with your name on it. Mm-hmm. They they call it a communal memorialization. Okay. <laughs> I can't say the word, apparently. <laughs> um, it's it's the weather, you know. It's getting in my brain. So it's a communal one. So you would have that those big um, records of death. Yeah. Um, and they probably, you know, I'm sure have a, another way of kind of remembering people um, that have been buried there. Um, so there is a ecological restoration and preservation that really is indigenous locally indigenous plants are planted around scattered so that includes bushes shrubs flowers grasses um around and that just keeps the ecosystem booming right just Mm -hmm. keep it on so that's something that you know um perhaps if you were were able to look into it and you know your mom really liked i don't know tall grass <laughs> or like carnations that's a flower right yeah sure is for some reason i was gonna say that You're was like a bird that was a bird but that's a cardinal <laughs> carnations. <laughs> um like maybe if it's a locally indigenous plant you could plant it there Absolutely. and that could be your memorial so it's it's really beautiful um and then they also use optimized land use so there's very minimal infrastructure so they don't make temporary pathways or roads um, because again those are all temporary so like what we were talking about before like in a hundred years from now not relevant hate to be a dick not relevant but yeah so anyways i i think it's really really interesting i think that this is a way of um not endangering the earth as we have for our entire life as humans especially in this um day and age past century and i think it's the the least i can do to the earth that's given me so much is to not hurt it going back in absolutely so if you just throw me in naked you just that's just that's just it that's just the way it is that's just the way it is and i think that 
in some way the like really spiritual woo woo part of me is like that's I get to connect even closer to other people in the ground yeah and it makes me wonder right like you're so close to other people and you know the the dirt under you has another person decomposed in it and the dirt on top of you will have another person and you Mm -hmm. just kind of cycle through and you get to become a plant basically right like the plants I'm sure and from the photos that I've seen especially in um, other parts of the world too where this practice is more common they're beautiful gardens because it's such good compost (laughs) my god I heard banana juice is really good compost, but I bet a human body is even better. It's pretty, well, I mean, if it doesn't have a bunch of formaldehyde and, like, uh, varnish from a coffin, <laughs> right? absolutely Got it would be. a giant tombstone that nobody will know who I am in the next 60 years. You know, it's just, that's just my thought. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so that's, those are kind of your, your main, I would say your main three options. I would options. say, like, the top three options when it comes to death and dying and, like, your, like, next steps to what happens to your body. And I think if you know of another way that somebody um, you have loved has chosen kind of their path, um, let us know. I know there's so many. I see them Mm -hmm. on like Facebook and stuff. Me too. And they come up and it's like, I often wonder, is that legit? Or did somebody just like imagine that? Like I've seen ones that are like, become the coral in the ocean. And I want to believe so bad that that's that's a thing. But then I'm like, I don't know. And I just, you know, it's Facebook and it's 11 o'clock at night and I and don't think to Google through. it. And I'm just scrolling through. So I'm like, wow, neato. <laughs> and I keep going. <laughs> well, I've seen the one too where it's like at the green burial, but you're put in like a pod with a tree. Right. And, and you're in a fetal tree. position. Yeah. And you're, yeah. And again, I wonder if those are legit. So if you have like or if information. There's like, again, like a, like a green burial ground, if there's a very specific cemetery, cemetery, that you can go to do that because I'm sure that it's not you're not going to be able to do that in any old cemetery, right? So yeah, for sure, exactly. So yeah, hook, holla at your girls. Holla at your girls. So I think that's it for today. That's yeah. lots of information. It's for a heavy le- subject, but I mean, here we are. But I mean, it, everybody dies. Everybody's going to have to do something with their body after they die. So um, this kind of gives you a little bit more information. On- this gives you some. Um, some power, right? Yeah. When you die, you got no power. Like what you did like how you're remembered, that's all very different. Mm -hmm. You do have power over, you know, planning this. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a whole other conversation we could have at making sure that people follow through with the plan. That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other other day. That's a whole other episode. However, this is something you can plan and you can, people will follow through with your plans. Yeah, absolutely. Watch it. It can happen. It can be done. (laughs) Yes. So, so, if you have a cool death plan or if you have a cool alternative way that people have been buried or you work in the death and dying industry, please give us a shout out. Um, either you can find us on Instagram, Facebook at La Petite Mort Pod. You could also email us any stories that you have, not necessarily just death stories. We are trying to get together to do a listener episode within the next couple weeks. If you have anything funny sexually or um, like fun death stories or ghosty stories, throw us an email at M... Throw us an email. I almost put my own personal email out there. Throw us an email at lapetitemortpod at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at lapetitemortpod. And until next time, when in doubt, lube it out. And write a will. See you later.